Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Jennifer LeClaire here. You can see in the spirit. I want to invite you to take the Seer Activation Challenge. 30 days to clearer spiritual sight. I'm going to be on board doing Seer Activations with you, guiding you through biblical entryways and much, much more. You can opt to take the Seer Activation Challenge at tinyurl.com slash seeractivation tinyurl.com slash seer activation. You can also opt to get these three books, Seer Dimensions. You can get Power Seers. This just came out. Keys to upgrading your prophetic vision. And you can get Seer Activations with 101 Seer Activations and a whole lot more teaching. I want to challenge you to see what you've never seen before. God wants you to be able to see in the spirit. Open your eyes to the Seer Dimensions in Jesus' name. Wow. That is really insightful. You know, I heard you explain it in the video, and I know even since you created the, the video, the private video, you've gotten into a little deeper and received more revelation. I want to point out a few things here that I noticed. First of all, I want to correct the assumption that Prophet Ryan Johnson is for or against Trump, or especially that he's against him. He's asking you to pray for the man. He, what he's saying is he's not taking a party line. Of, this is not a party line prophetic dream. This is a dream from God. There's a lot of prophets who will prophesy or have dreams according to the party line. And it's not really from the Lord. This is what he's saying is he he's, he's standing as a neutral intercessor. 
The second thing I want to point out is that in this dream, we're talking about dream interpretation and also how it relates to this dream. In this dream, he was a, 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 a watcher, a witness. He was there, but he was looking into a thing. Therefore, this dream, the purpose of it is primarily intercession. When you are an observer in a dream, it's primarily intercession. Not only that, he was a watchman. He was sounding the alarm. He was saying, hey, you know, look what's happening. And I've had many dreams like that where I was the one warning. That means that he is charged by the Lord to not just pray, but to warn others so that they can pray. That is the purpose of this broadcast. Also notice how he allowed scripture to inform uh, part of the dream interpretation. The best interpretation of a dream comes from the Bible and the Holy Spirit. Then the counsel of others, because we see in part and we know in part. And so notice the responsibility and the care that he took in interpreting the dream. When you have a word like this, when you have a dream or a prophetic word like this, you have a heavy responsibility to weigh, to judge, to get as much understanding as you can before you release it. But at the same time, you have only so much time to press in before you release it, understanding that when you do release it, others are going to have bits and parts potentially that you don't have and we're stronger together than we are apart. Notice also how he dug around and studied symbols. You know, there's cultural relevance to dreams. What means something to me in my culture might mean something else to someone else in a different culture. I've got a brand new book out. It comes out in two days. I actually got my shipment. It's called Decoding Your Dream Life. You can find it on Amazon or my website, Decoding Your Dream Life. And in that book, I focus a lot, not only, but a lot on the cultural aspect of things. So he looked at the culture of China and some would say, well, why are you looking at what year it is? Because there's Chinese symbology in the dreams and God will use symbology from different ethnicities, different races, different countries to help you unlock or uncode the dream. So he has searched this out. The Bible said it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to search it out. And I applaud you, Ryan, for pressing in and looking from all different angles to hear where God will speak. I'm the same way. If I see it, sometimes the Lord will speak to me through a billboard on the side of the road. I was driving through Atlanta to go to the Awakening House of Prayer there in Atlanta, and I saw a big sign, and it said, Minister of Supply. And the Lord spoke to me that in this season, the Minister of Supply was ready to dish out, to hand out. Who is the Minister of Supply? It's Jesus. Philippians 4.19 says that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. And so he is the Minister of Supply. So I, I, I'm sort of coming behind him, not to add more interpretation to the dream, but to help you understand the principles of dream interpretation and how he applied all of these to come to this conclusion. Is he willing to hear more? Does he believe there it's rock solid that maybe there's not something? No, that's why he's sharing it because I believe he wants you, number one, to dive in yourself. What does this mean? And also, you know, this could mean something now. It could mean something in 2020. It could mean something in 2024. There's a different response to dreams and different stages of their development. And there's also different, some, sometimes different meanings of dreams. It can mean one thing now. It can mean another thing 10 years from now. So this dream, I, I believe, is a prophetic warning 
I believe it's to sound the alarm for intercessors to rise up. I believe as you all pray, you will begin to get different pieces, different, you know, Leviathan could be involved. You know, uh, Satan himself could be involved. These are types and shadows. We don't know it all. But I believe what, what Prophet Ryan Johnson offered was a very, very strong and a very, very solid interpretation of this dream. And if you've got more, submit it for judging. But I believe he gave a very thoughtful, he, this is one of the most careful men I know with the prophetic. He is very slow to speak. He, he, that's why he got it weighed. And you should learn a lesson from this and how he handled this because this is a great model and a great, um, a great example of how to deal with a very heavy prophetic dream. Well, you know, first of all, thank you so much, Jennifer. And I do want to reiterate the fact just because we're saying a type or I am saying a type and shadow an alligator represents President Trump is not me implying that President Trump is operating in a spirit of Leviathan. Right. That is not what I'm saying whatsoever. I'm saying it's the type and shadow of something. You, If you went to Washington, D.C. right now and we done a poll of everyday citizens walking in the streets of Washington, D.C., you'd be shocked to the people in D.C. that are not fans of President Trump, which is very sad that, you know, we have a sitting president and there's people that are so adamant against a current president. That breaks my heart. It broke my heart for years, and I was adamant. I I always, when President Barack Obama was in office, I called him President Obama. Yes. But I knew ministers that would call him Bo, Barack Obama. They would just say Bo, or they would say Obama, whatever. To me, that is a great disrespect to any sitting or or former president. We just had the passing of um, our 41st president. I still refer to him as President George H.W. Bush. Just because you're not sitting in the office doesn't mean you ever lose that respect and honor of that position that you held. So to me, I would still say President Obama. And I didn't agree with everything President Obama said or done, but I would not criticize him on a level that a lot of people did. The same thing for President Trump. But unfortunately, you have a lot of people that... You know, they're 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 afraid for the wrong reasons. A lot of times Uh, we've seen people like Jimmy Kimmel on The Late Show make up stories about our current president, go to the street and people believe it. And there's no truth or validation to it whatsoever, because it's a concept of fear tactics a lot of times that people have about our current president. So I'm no way implying that he is Leviathan, but I am saying that there's people that live in fear because they absolutely uh, are terrified for the wrong reasons about our current president. So to see him as a symbol and a dream as an alligator in what has been deemed the swamp, taking certain individuals out is not a far-fetched understanding of that. Again, the one thing I do want to say the the problem with saying that the alligator is simply Leviathan or the dragon is simply Satan, Satan would never take out his own. Now, I know that's hard for the church to understand because many in the church get off on taking one another off yeah. out, but it's just wrong on every sense of the level. If Satan wouldn't take out his, what are we doing as brothers and sisters in Christ? So we have to learn this is a call to pray for our current president, pray for our elections and pray against this spirit of socialism that is that is getting more and more popular 
every single day. Socialism, I'm telling you, people don't want to hear it, but it is a it is fed by demonic spirits, and we have to counteract it through prayer. If not, you're going to see a culture raise up, and there's going to be a, there's going to be somebody, and they're going to come out with damning evidence against our current president, and everybody's going to cheer them on, and we're going to be in serious trouble in 2024. Amen. I agree with that. And let me just give validation and, and somebody out there saying, well, I don't know about that. Well, you know what? The, Jesus said Satan, you know, isn't going to cast out Satan because a house divided against itself cannot stand. So, you know, we're not going to see Satan take out Leviathan at this stage. I mean, it would make no sense. He, he, this is the end times. We're pressing into that. And, 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 and so this is really a call to pray. Now, I would suggest that we, you know, develop each, you know, prayer strategies. I know, Prophet Ryan, you've got a prayer strategy. You know, I would suggest praying in such a way to, uh, you know, silence the accuser of the brethren over his life. All this witchcraft, you know, witches have, I've never seen uh, you know, any president sustained that much open witchcraft. I'm not saying that President Obama or President Clinton or President Bush or I'm not saying they didn't have witches, pre- but they are open and blatant about it. So we're seeing this, you know, and John Paul, uh, not John Paul Jackson, excuse me, John Kilpatrick. Many have seen the video where he said that, you know, Trump has been dealing with this Ahab spirit. He's been pressing against that. But now he said Jezebel's right around the corner. And so you're seeing the level of warfare. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that it is, more against Trump than Obama or, you know, President Obama or Bush, President Bush or Clinton, President Clinton, or, or, you know, I'm not saying it's more than I'm saying it seems more out in the open. And that is a sign of the times where, you know, the enemy has gotten so emboldened and to think that he can just, you know, openly, you know, come against these these different leaders of our nation. And we do. We have to stay united whether or not we like Trump or not. I I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I'm not against him. I'm praying for him as well. So, uh, Ryan, how would we you know, what are some ways that you've been praying for for President Trump? Because we need to equip the people to pray. First of all, I believe you need to pray for his mind, Uh, his mind. And the reason I say that is we have no concept of what is being put into his face every single day, Um, whether it's a phone conversation, whether it is documentation. We we can't comprehend the level of stress that would be on his mind. So he needs to have a, a stable mind. So we pray for the stability of his mind, to think clearly, to be able to hear clearly. And the other thing is that no matter who is around him, the voice of the righteous will always be louder. So we pray that those that are around him, that the voice of the righteous will always be louder. In other words, for example, we know that uh, Vice President Pence is an outspoken man of God. So we want to pray that he'll always have a voice in the matters uh, around President Trump. Number three, we got to pray for his safety, his safety. I don't care if you love him or hate him. You don't want a president to be assassinated in any form or fashion. So we have to pray for his safety. We have to pray for the safety of his wife and his children. Um, Very much so. Number four, we've got to pray for our government structure. Uh, The ability to be hacked on any level ought to be alarming to us. Uh, Whether it is from Russia, whether it is from China, whether it is from whatever country, the fact that we could have anything that could potentially be hacked 
is something to take very, very seriously because of the, um, the, the, the everyday things of this government that we have. The other thing that we've got to pray is that we don't lose sight of our liberty and our freedom. We don't lose sight of our liberty and our freedom. I try to remind people all the time that, yes, we are a free nation, but what makes us free is our liberty, the liberty that we have in certain areas. And what I mean by that is the structure and the sanity of the Constitution of the United States. The moment that we begin to trample on the Constitution is the moment that we begin to trample on our liberty. I know that a lot of times a socialistic or a communist mindset tells you everybody ought to have the same freedom to the same thing at all times. But we have to remember in this nation, this nation was formed not for the sake of freedom, but because of the sake of liberty. This, our forefathers did not go to battle in the Revolutionary War for freedom. They were already free. What they fought over and what the government was established and built on was for liberty. Patrick Henry didn't say, give me freedom or give me death. He said, give me liberty or give me death. The Declaration of Independence is not about freedom. It is about liberty. We have freedom as men and women uh, on this earth, but it's the liberty that keeps this government what it is. And if we're not careful, we're going to let a fascist idea and a concept of socialism. I know a lot of people say communism, but and, and <laughs> they're they're so neck and neck. But socialism is gaining more ground lately than communism ever has that it's going to eradicate liberty. So we have to pray that we stand for our liberty in this. The other thing is we need to pray that there are men and women of God who become assigned to our president, our vice president, and his entire staff. And what I mean by that is whether they're a um whether they're assistant, whether they're the secret service, whatever the case is, we need men and women of God who know how to pray for our leaders. So when they're in the room and they hear these what's going on, they know how to pray for the men and women of God, men and women that are leaders of this nation. They know how to pray right then. I'm not saying that we need to quote, which I wouldn't be against if we had men and women of God that were elected to office. I'm not against that whatsoever. I'm for that. But if we can't get men and women of God, let's get the assistants there that can say, hey, let me just pray for you. Let me do this and let me do that. So that's the strategy behind all that. But the one thing I do want to say is you've got to start paying attention on a global scale, on a global scale, because um, I think as Americans, a lot of times we believe that the world is thinking like we are in our our spectrum of where we live and maintain. And our last election ought to give you a little bit of a sign that that's not how and what is happening. You know, Hollywood and the elitists, they thought, man, it's going to go very liberal and it's going to go in the Democrat side. Well, then they found out that this nation has a lot of other people in it other than coming out of California, New York and, and D.C., well, on the American front, it's the same way the world was. You got to you got to start thinking on a global scale a lot more. You got to pay attention to what's happening, what's happening in the other nations, and specifically 
why and what we're doing with these other nations. I'm telling you right now that if you go back and you look at not your local paper, I'm sorry, but go and look through uh, the Washington Post, New York Times, go USA Today and, and many other articles and stuff. Now I know everybody's going to say fake news, fake news and fake news. But you need to pay attention to what's going on right now with our current situation with China. It is an ugly, nasty situation. China's leaders have said multiple times that if they don't get their way on the current tariff negotiations, they will flex their muscles towards this nation economically and military-wise. Out of China's own mouth, they said they would flex their muscles economically and military-wise to this nation. We have got to pay attention to what's going on. Amen. Amen. We really do. Pay attention to the news. You know, I've got uh, news.google.com. You can see headlines. You know, I've subscribed to the London papers, the Asia papers. I get headlines from around the world in my box every day. Why? Because I'm a global citizen and that's taken on maybe a negative context in some realm. But, you know, I've got to know what's going on in the world. I travel to the nations. I've been to I think 35 nations already. So, I mean, I travel. I want to know what's going on where I'm stepping foot. But it's important for you, even if you don't travel the nations, because God can speak to you through the headlines and you can pray. Uh, Prophet Ryan, should I, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I want to make sure they go visit your website, ryanjohnson.us. You've got books, you've got merchandise, and you do itinerant ministries. So, you you know, you if you want to be te- taught on the prophetic or other topics, you know, he's your guy. He's one of the greatest teachers in the prophetic that I know. Well, thank you so much. Actually, I am excited because this Thursday I'm getting to come hang out with you, <laughs> Apostle Jonathan Stidham, Apostle Jonathan Ferguson, uh, Prophet James Gall. They're in Tampa at Ascend, going to be able to be there. Uh, if you've not registered for Ascend, you got to go on Jennifer's page. You've got to look that up and you've got to be able to go and get to Tampa. Get to Tampa. We do travel full time as itinerant ministers. Uh, We go from place to place. I find myself in a very unique situation. I'm not as old as I think that I am, but I'm not as young as I once was. Um, I am. I'm saying this because I want to encourage people in, 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 in understanding what we're doing in the kingdom. I'm over the hype. I'm over the catchisms. I'm over the flashiness of ministry. I mean this with a sincere heart, but the longer that I've been in the ministry, the more ministry kind of makes me sick at my stomach. Now, what I mean by that is the machine of ministry. So I've really this past year has been a very unique year for me where it's been a lot of personal gutting, uh, emptying myself out and asking myself, why am I doing certain things and, and why am I seeing these things? And and I'm in a unique situation because I find myself more and more um I, I want to see people built more than I want to see them torn down. Um, and I, I want, I know that there's things that have to be destroyed, but I'm finding myself yearning to see it properly built back up than it is just to get excited to run into a place, tear it down and then leave. I really want to see people equipped in their identity and what they're called to do. So a lot of who I was 10 years ago is not who I am today, which thank you, Jesus. I'm not. But we're we're in a unique situation right now, uh, apostolically, prophetically. You know, I, I even said today that I, I'm weeping at what I'm seeing and hearing out of apostles and prophets today, but I'm grieved by what I'm not hearing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it grieves me by what I'm not hearing. And we desperately need the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher to come back and help stabilize the foundation because it the pendulum has swung too much. And so I've really, I want to encourage people that whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it to build the proper foundation. And if we can help you in any way, we would be thrilled. We would be honored to be able to be a part of that. Um, you can simply go to our website. Again, it's just ryanjohnson.us. People have asked in times past, what does it take to bring you on? An invitation. That's what it takes. I do not have a set honorarium. We do on a love offering. We ask, you know, for lodging. And, you know, and when I say lodging, I don't mean flea bag motel. Uh, <laughs> I want to clarify that uh, <laughs> because there's been some doozies, um, you know, and, and help with travel expenses and such and everything. But our heart is to go where we can go. Um, you know, and I really, I t people say, what do we need to call you? And I, and I tell people, I don't care. I don't care what you call me as long as you call me. You know, that's just it. I want to be used for God, but it's a very unique situation, Jennifer, because the things that I honestly hungered for even five years ago is just gone. I, I just don't have a hunger for that anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm longing more and more for the revelation of the Father than I believe I ever have in my life. Um, and it, it's weird because a, a pastor asked me the other day, he asked me a unique question. And I said, it's a weird time of life because I've wept more than I have ever wept any time in my life. I'm talking about just weeping over situations and circumstances. But at the same time, I'm frustrated. And I said, the only way that I can explain it is one day Jesus walks in the temple, overturns the temple, drives everybody out with a whip. That same place he's on a cross before he goes to that city, he's weeping for them. And then he's on a cross and he says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what to do. And I said, that's the, that's honestly how I feel right now. I feel like I want to overturn tables. But at the same time, out of my frustration for what I'm seeing and not seeing, I'm weeping and I'm saying, God, forgive them because they don't understand what they're doing. So it's a unique time, but it's a exciting time at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. And, you know, that's. The thing with the conference we're having is it's not conference as usual. I honestly don't know if I'll ever do another one. This might be the only one that I do. I'm I'm not against conferences. Don't hear me wrong. I still speak at conferences. But in this season, I guess we're getting real transparent with our audience. In this season, I, I just I'm so tired like you are of seeing people get ripped down, torn down, gossip about, persecuted. Uh, you know, I. I I, they need to be built up. We're we're heading into the end times and family is going to be so much more important than ever. You know, Mike Bickle shutting down the one thing conferences after this year. I'll be there uh, on the discernment team, you know, helping them pray about what's going on in each session. But this, they might never do another one. And, and you know, more and more it's about family and it's about, you know, what God is saying, not not how much money you can make or, you know, in the last of the last days, your money's not going to do you any good. And it's not going to do you any good in heaven either. So, yes, we have have money to pay our bills. Yes. You know, if I told you what my ministry budget was, I'm not going to say it publicly. Your jaw would drop. Prophet Ryan, your jaw would drop. Yeah. And I, so, so we do, we need, we need supporters to do what we do. But if your motive is money and if your motive is building your own kingdom, 
then you've already lost. And, and in the end, in the, in, the, in the end of the time, and when we stand before Jesus, we're going to give an account. So I'm really sober about where we are and what we're going into. Um, you know, Lou Engel lays down the call to, you know, go into the sin because he sees the another Jesus movement. That's probably the precursor to the to the last harvest. This might not be the, the last harvest, but it might be the ones who are going to labor in the last harvest or to get to get saved in this next move of God. I don't know, but I'm sober. And I'm, I'm just, I, I do speak at conferences. I know you speak at conferences, but I, I, there's so much more, you know, there's just so much more that we have to put our hand to, but that goes on behind the scenes. And a lot of that has to do with prayer and seeking the Lord so that we can help somebody else, not on a conference platform. That's all good, but helping them, you know, in the grocery store or, you know, wherever. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on a pedestal right now. I mean, not a pedestal, but a, um, a soapbox, I suppose right now, but yeah, that's where my heart is too. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, being real with people here. Um, I, I think it's why when you don't have a set agenda, you can permit yourself to allow God to use you. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the reason, you know, I don't profess to be Republican or Democrat or independent. Um, I, I always I've always just said I'm a patriot. And I think because I don't really relate to any one of those political parties, it allows me to be able to pray for whatever president is in office from a right perception. You know, if you strongly disagree with any president, sometimes you're going to pray out of a hidden motive of anger or frustration or whatever the case may be. Well, I attribute that into the kingdom. Um, you know, it, I, I really had just this wake up moment yesterday may not been profound for a lot of people, but it was profound for me. Um, I, I, you know, I know that there's people that are talking about my name to other people and they're trying to set this persona, you know, and the Lord all of a sudden spoke to me and said, it's just a sign that they need deep healing. Yes. It's why, and this is what the Lord said. It's why you can't allow your emotions to get involved because I've called you to bless those who curse you. And the, the mandate of heaven is to be obedient to the word, not dictated by our emotions. And so, I, I, you know, I can sit here and even though I know that there's people saying things about me, whatever they're saying that is neither here nor there for me to defend or deny. It is my responsibility to be obedient to the word, which says, bless those who curse you. So it, you have to learn how to live a life without an agenda, but you live from the mandate of your obedience in the kingdom. And I think that's why and where we got to get with ministries, where we got to get politically if, if we're not careful, we can let a political platform, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever, you can allow that political platform to carry more weight than the word of God. Sure. And it's why you'll vote for certain people, but you'll vote against other people and so on and so forth. When you when you carry the mandate of the word, your word determines how you view, how you receive and how you release. And so it's why I can sit here and say, am I 100% against this minister or minister? No, I am not. Mm -hmm. I'm not against them. I'm not. I'm, I'm actually, I'm blessing them. I'm cheering them on and I want them to be successful. Do I agree with everything? 
Sure, no, not. But that's the beauty of the word of God. We work out our own salvation. Am I 100% in agreement with our current president? No, I'm not. There's things that we disagree with. But because I'm not called to be political, but I'm called to be biblical, I know my assignment in praying for him. I'm not 100% against him. I'm not 100% for him. But I tell you, I'm 100% called to intercede, pray, to prophesy, and declare the success of this current president or any current president that may come. I don't want them to fail. I don't want anything bad to happen to President Obama or uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama. I don't agree with everything that she's saying and stuff, but it's my assignment to bless her. It's my assignment to prophesy that she would be in good health, that she would see the riches of the glory that God has for her or so on and so forth. It's why I'm, I'm, I'm taking so many steps back, Jennifer, and I'm, and people are, I get emails sometimes or text messages, man, you won't believe what I heard and everything. And I'm like, I just don't care anymore because that's, it's not my place to be entertained by the gossip. It's my place to bless those who curse me. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to hear about it anymore either. And you know, the sad part is, is there's probably a good number of people watching us now that think we're talking about them and it's going to elicit a whole new round of cursing. But you know, I just want to say this, you know what? I love, I love you and I'm not against you and I've never been against you. So please let's stop the nonsense. We're a body. And when one of us suffers, we all suffer. When one of us hurts, we all hurt. And we got to stand together. We don't have to agree on everything in order to love one another. Jesus said, you will know that they are my disciples for the love that they show for one another. And so my agenda in this season is to love. And you know what? Everybody won't receive my love, but I can still walk in love. And that's just the bottom line. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm just over it. You know, I'm almost 50 years old. People don't know that, but I'm almost 50 years old. I know I look beautiful and young and, and all this, but I'm almost 50. I've lived a long time, but I've seen a lot of things. And it's just I've come to a point in my life where, you know, the kingdom is the priority. Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of being, his right way of doing. And everything else you need will be added to you. So I'm, I'm walking in the overflow. I'm living in abundance. I'm happy. I'm peaceful. I've never been so happy and so peaceful, so joyful and so prosperous in my whole life. And it's because I've chosen the low road instead of, you know, the Nimrod spirit, you know. So do I say hard things and confront demons? Yes. But do I love people? Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to encourage um, people to uh, learn how to be an Abraham to a lot. And what I mean by that is I think of all the things I could go back and look at Abraham. The thing that gets me is he, number one, he wasn't told to bring lot. He was told not to bring lot, not to bring anyone, but his wife, Sarah and everything, but he did bring lot. So because of the relationship Abraham had with God, there was a permissible will there to occur, which is just mind boggling. But in that process, you know, eventually Lot's camp caused problems. So what did Abraham do? He allowed him to choose his destiny. And so he permitted that. He didn't criticize him. He didn't try to derail him. He didn't try to say, you know, I'll never have anything to do with you again. You're unredeemable. You're unrestorable. And you're this, don't ever contact me, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do any of that. He allowed him to choose his own destiny. Yeah. And then when the time came and destruction was imminent, <laughs> Abraham fought for Lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at this point now, that's where I want to be. I, 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 I want to I be at that point 
to where I can still fight for those that even though they cause trouble and chaos, I still want to be able to fight for them. I got to learn how to do that. Have I perfected it? No, but I, I, I want, I want, I want to be that kind of friend of God. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it's all about. And that's what we're striving for. So if you want to invite Ryan Johnson to your next event, ryanjohnson.us, be sure to meet us at Ascend. If you cannot come to Tampa, you absolutely cannot get in a car and drive, watch it online. Go to jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com. You know, check it out. Whatever's going to bless you, check it out. I do have the brand new book coming out in just a couple of days. It's called Decoding Your Dream Life. If you want an autographed copy, Get that on my website, jenniferleclair.org. Make sure that you get on my mailing list and on Ryan's mailing list as well. Get on there. Take the time, two minutes right now, and get on our mailing list. You can find out what it is that we are up to. One more thing, our online campus, it's it's free to be part of it. There's almost 4,000 people part of our online campus now after just a few months. Ahop.online. You can watch my messages every week. Prophet Ryan is there sometimes. Apostle Jonathan Stidham is there sometimes. James Gall is going to be with us on a week from uh, actually this next coming Sunday. So, you know, there's great content there. It's free. It'll bless you. Get signed up for that. It's it's ahop.online. Listen, we're going to go, but we'll be back with you again really soon. And uh, look for us at the Ascend Conference. Hopefully we'll have time for a Facebook Live or two, even if it's just to say hello. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Thanks for being part of this broadcast. Make sure that you share it with all your friends. Bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible. 